ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into a very special edition of Apples to Apples this week. We before we start, uh, Drew, you're going to start in a couple minutes, I'm assuming. Uh, no KDZ today, so extra fantasy football talk, I was thinking. Okay, well, I'm already started. You very well, rudely there's, there's no Add way very, you already... There's had no a very way. special introduction. Yeah, sorry, Dad, make sure to use your inside voice. I know you're in the Thunderdome. I know. I'm... You might want to talk quieter today. Okay, I'll explain that a little later. Go ahead, Drew. I didn't know you... St- I, I had... It's weird. It's very special edition today and i just i'm a little upset you interrupted my my introduction yeah we are coming to you live not from the thunderdome but live one day after election day in america where the american people chose dalvin cook as your offensive player of the week and it's a very special day it's a very special day how could they not first of all it was a no-brainer well it's yeah it's a very special day it's the most tremendous day it's the most amazing day that we have um, and I just it was, was that actually take... was that a good thing that uh, I'll save that question. If the Vikings weren't playing the Packers, wouldn't we have been better off losing? Like any other team, we should have lost. The Packers, it's just hard to ever let them win. But I, I like guess you, I like that you're asking questions. But can I can I get through? Yeah, the no, no, this is so not the can... time. It's not. Well, the I know time. it's not. I don't know why you're still talking about it. All right, let's go. Are you done? Let's start over. Yeah, let's start in three, <sighs> two, one, go. Well, it, it is the day after election that we're recording this. We don't know who won yet, and it doesn't matter. We're probably not going to talk about it. What does matter is Dalvin Cook was elected as your Offensive Player of the Week in the NFL. And most importantly, you in the Orchard have tuned in to another edition of A2A. And thank you to everybody out there who has tuned in. If you want to tell people how to tune in, you want to try something different, you want to tell your friends, tell your family, whatever, here's what you're going to tell them to do. They're going to go to anchor.fm slash apples-2-apples. From there, they'll have links to all your favorite streaming services at Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. From there, or you can go directly to those sites and search us. You're going to follow, like, subscribe, do whatever you do on each of those sites. That way, every week when we have a show, we end up right on your phone, tablet, whatever device you use to listen to us. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to worry about it. We're right there, ready to listen to you can also catch us on the pod mn app that is us and tons and tons of minnesota and twin cities based podcasts and radio shows there's going to be politics on there i'm assuming this time of year there's obviously going to be other sports shows or tons of awesome content on there so you can check us out on the pod mn app and last but certainly not least we are the morning appetizer on the saturday sports spectacular on wfnu 94.1 fm frogtown community radio Coming to you live at 7 a.m. Central Time, followed by the main event. That is Connor's Corner at 8 a.m. Eastern. And, uh, Dad? Yes? You have a very special show you want to talk about, I'm assuming? Well, I mean, it's fairly special. It's the one-year anniversary of the hottest radio show on the planet, Connor's Corner. Monday. That's this coming Monday. 11 a 10 a.m. live central time because we go, we're going live at Lunds and Byerly's Highland. We have got a huge show. We've got co-hosting the second most popular TV person in in the United States, uh, Frank Vassalero. Uh, his wife Amelia beats him. He, she's number. Well, she doesn't beat him. I, well, maybe Poor she does. Yeah, that, let me back up. She leads him. No, that's a bad. Um, she's first place. She's ahead of him. She's ahead of him, yes. And then uh, then we've got multiple special guests. Rumor has it we might have a Minnesota Viking who just might be a rookie wide receiver, Mr. JJ. 
Justin Jefferson. Uh, taped just today, we as we always do, Connor's weekly sports facts. Uh, he was asked questions this week by the one of the most decorated radio hosts in the Twin Cities, Joe Souchere. We that's in the can, ready for the show. Who do you think was who? Uh, was the first who had American-born hockey players scored the fastest NHL, the fourth, fifth fastest NHL goal? He was is from Minnesota. What? I know this is the one of the questions. The uh, American player who has the no, the American player who who scored the fastest goal in the NHL for American players. Fifth fastest. Because uh, he, he, there was four people that did it faster, but they weren't Americans. A eh? So the fastest American. Fastest American to score a goal in an like, actual game. Five after seconds. the game started? Yeah, five seconds into the game. But he's JP from Minnesota. Uh, Connor guessed, not that I should spoil it, Connor guessed the younger Parisi, Zachary. Drew, do you have a guess? Kyle Ocpozo. One Mr. Henry Boucher, he went way old school North Stars. I thought it was a little, it was tough, but he was bitter because he got all the other ones. I was going to guess Neil Broughton. So I was old school, but not that old. Yeah, well. Oldest, okay, okay, and this is kind of, this could be broken. Oldest person to ever play in the NFL. Now, that doesn't mean they're 110 now uh, and had played. Vinatieri. Who? Adam Vinatieri. Is, how old was he? Uh, old. <laughs> I don't know. 48 oh, or something. Yeah, and there's, an, there's another 48-year-old who, same profession, but he also played quarterback. Do you guys make I could be wrong. Right. I mean, I'm not saying it was Adam Bennett. No, I think no, Connor guessed Brett Favre. George Bland, have you guys even – I'm not even being funny if you guys even heard of him. No. I have. Yeah, he's, he played for the Raiders. I believe he played both receivers. So, anyways – we got. Why are we Terry was about? 47 in his finals. Yeah, so George Blander is still the oldest, but that could be broken by Thomas Brady and Kurt Cousins. Who knows? Um, so we got that huge show. Come out and enjoy it. Uh, meet Connor, get a T-shirt, get an autograph. There's gonna be lots of press from all over the world there, and uh, it's pretty pretty big deal. So. And then you. I, I did I even mention me? No, so I did not. No, I was just yeah. There's a lot of press, and then those famous guys, and then you. So I'm not sure where you fit I, in. I know I, I and I'm the face that runs the place. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's me. It's Drew. Now back to Drew. <laughs> I um, I just want to give you an opportunity to talk about the anniversary show, but that oh, is on WFNU 94.1 FM, Frogtown Community Radio. It is also on their site, WFNU.org, and you can also Find them you streaming on the live 365 app. Yep. I got that right, right? Yep. All right. That is how you can listen to us. But if you're listening to us now, that you don't, that doesn't matter to you. Just tell people if they want to listen, that's how they can do it. Or just have them listen the first five minutes of the show. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at Apples2AppleSPC. But I actually think we do have a pretty crowded show today. Um, some no good, kidding. some bad, some conflicting. Um, so let's get, we, we got to get into it. Let's talk about it. No KDZ. All right. So as I brought up, considering where the Viking season is and is probably going, and let's say that we weren't playing the Packers, 
we should have lost that. I mean, we would have been better off losing, don't you think? Now, the I, fact yeah. that we're playing the Packers really complicated things because anytime you can beat them, especially on the road, even though it's not technically on the road, uh, with zero defensive backs. I was on my way to Green Bay to play, by the way. Good Lord. Uh, thoughts? I mean, what? how does this even happen? I um. Well, we'll, we'll get. I, we I won't go too deep into how how I think it happened, but I well, no, I, I will say I, as soon yeah. as the game was over, I uh I turned to somebody and I said, you know what? I don't care if we go two and fourteen. Is if one of them's against right. the Packers in Lambeau, you know I'll be okay. So yeah. you're right. It being against the Packers certainly conflicts it. I'm I mean I, I'm not a big. I've said it for a couple of weeks. I just I and I think this is proof of what I was saying. I don't think we're bad enough to be a true tank team. So I'm just like sort of along for the ride this year. If we win, I'm going to be happy. If we lose, it gets us closer to a good pick that, um, you know, we could use it at a few spots, quarterback being one of them if it's high enough. But I, I've never been a big, like, tank guy. I just, it, it, it drains on me too much week to week. So if we win, I'll be happy. If we lose, there's there's a silver lining. That's how I kind of look at these. But against the Packers in Lambeau, I don't care what you're fighting for, playoff spot, first overall pick, you want to win that game. And they can say all they want about Delvin Cook running. Sam will probably talk about this in a second. Delvin Cook running all the way up and down on on them, uh, the first four possessions. But Delvin Cook doesn't play defense. We had literally, first of all, we have an awful defense. Couple that with the fact that we literally had guys off the practice squad playing for the first time. We had linebackers playing cornerback, and they still and and as I mentioned, Brett Favre, not Brett Favre, uh, Aaron Rodgers. And Devontae Adams, as I knew, absolutely destroyed me in fantasy football. However, it should have been worse. Well, Sam, yeah, try to explain yeah, this. To me. That's a good story because I was going to say is Aaron Rodgers did not play well at all. It almost looked like he threw the game, which another a little conspiracy theory I thought of was Aaron Rodgers said before the week that Zimmer deserves to not be in the hot seat because he, yeah. he can't. He says he is like one of the best defenses, like he's the hardest defense to read. But in reality, he beats him every time. So maybe he threw this game to keep Zimmer's job. I don't know. Um, that's just a little thing. But I like you, you watch the game, and he only threw to Devontae Adams, and it worked when he was doing it. But he refused to throw to any other wide receiver. And so we got to the point where finally Zimmer decides to double and triple coverage the other team's best receiver when they have no other weapons, and it worked. Because obviously, like you said, we didn't have any cornerbacks. We had a safety guarding or covering it. Having to go to cornerback in the fourth quarter, we had linebackers going to to cover Devontae Adams. But we had three guys there, with two health guys. So that's why it worked because Aaron Rodgers for some reason refused to throw to his other. I'm not even gonna call them weapons because they're just guys, but um, their their wider series behind Adams are as bad as our cornerbacks behind there was, our three. So, but there was I, a play, just, I think... Aaron Rodgers looked off. Go ahead. No, I'm I'm. Go ahead. I'm done. There was a yeah, that was you. You interrupted yourself. Oh, there was a play at the end of the game, or towards the end of the game, where Rodgers just threw it up like the Hail Mary ones. And um, I think it was Smith sort of re- – he misplayed it as he always does because he's absolutely horrible at defending passes. But then he kind of got back and sort of got in the way, and and Rodgers just kind of looked at and disdained at the wide receiver who didn't come down with it because 99% of the time he just throws it and they come down with it. It's amazing, and his, and if it was Adams, he would have. But it's like he, you know, he guy just throws the ball up, and he expects them, no matter what, no matter who's there. I mean, if Harry, if Smith actually would have been decent, he could have intercepted it. But 
it's amazing. He just ex- throws it and expects him to catch every single pass he throws. It's it, it's got to get old with those receivers, the ones especially that he doesn't even give a crap about. But yeah, okay. I it's a, it was amazing. I it made no sense that we won, and then of course at the end we had to do what we always do: close our eyes and try to peek at the TV once in a while. Drew. I was just waiting. I I was just making sure you were done. I, I was interrupting you, and I get mad when you interrupt me, so I was trying to be courteous and make sure I interrupt you. But um, I think I think there's a few things you guys just said that I want to mention and sort of build on. And and what you said about him just throwing it up, I think part of the reason and Favre was like this too. And they do both sort of just throw it up and pray at times. And um, there there's no doubt that they do that. But I think we underestimate how accurately they place those balls where it only gives their receiver a chance at it. Now they're still relying on the receiver to make an incredible play, but they're putting their receivers in the position to do that. Many cases. I I don't think we should underestimate that and just say they throw it up and and hope they get lucky. But along those lines, they both, they both, I'm saying Favre and Rogers, but obviously we're talking specifically about Rogers here. um, Rely on that deep shot and rely on that deep ball. And I think part of the reason we won is we got a little lucky there were 30 to 40 mile an hour winds in Lambeau for this game. And in addition to not being any fans, but let's leave the fans out of it. Cause that's every game right now. Um, 30 to 40 mile an hour winds are going to impact the Packers and what they try to do against a depleted Viking secondary way more than it affects what we try to do. In fact, it actually plays into what we're trying to do. We can just focus, turn around, hand the ball off to cook, let them go throw a screen here and there, let your good route runners get open underneath, dump a few off. That's not Aaron Rodgers in the Packers game. It's just not. So when that the wind and the weather has that kind of impact, it plays into our favor a little bit. Now, I think we also, to Sam's point about the double coverage uh, against the only capable receiver they really have, and I think we, I, I, it's hard to say how good or bad those other guys are because Rodgers doesn't really give them a chance, but they're not great. They're, they're average at best. But we probably, with everything that went on before the game, during the game, guys in and out, hurt ahead of time. Dantzler was on the COVID list all week, didn't practice, then played, then got hurt. And luckily, after that scary hit, is okay. I think we, after ragging on him for a few weeks, deserve to give Zimmer a little bit of kudos. I think he responded to Rodgers incredibly well and put a patchwork defense in a position to succeed. And he didn't do incredibly complicated things, but he did what he had to do. He knows Rodgers well. He knows how he can stop him if it's executed properly. And he managed to put practice squad guys in the right position and give them assignments that they could handle in a way that won the game. Now, on the offensive side of the ball, I would have liked Kubiak to not be so conservative down the stretch, but let's not harp on, on things like that when there's a win. I mean, we can, that, but, uh, that but Cook was also be- running all over them. And that again, there was 30 mile an hour wind. So that, that seemed that conservative thing at the end, that just must be a Minnesota football thing. I think it's a Zimmer we'll get thing. to that later. Though. I think it's a Zimmer thing. I, I said it. I said There's it another a few guy weeks in town that did that too, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Well, yeah, I, I think it's a Zimmer but, thing, though. Really, on the, the Vikings specifically, we, we've we've talked about with every offensive coordinator they've had come through here, except for Stefanski. And the only reason he lets Stefanski have a little bit of leash is because they'd worked together for however many years. Um, but anyways, I, I don't want to digress on a Kevin Stefanski rant who's doing very well in Cleveland. But He's doing um, more of my story is we have to give him a little credit. He he did what he needed to do 
with a very beat up and patchwork defense where to Sam's point, Kendricks had to guard Adams a couple times. Harris, our starting and, and formerly, you know, last year's Pro Bowl safety, had to play corner. And then we had a guy who literally also came out the practice squad then playing safety in his place. So he made it work. And the wind helped us, there's no doubt. But he still made it work. And and he deserves a little credit for that. So um I think um and uh go ahead. I was going to say another group of guys that we always harp on, we have harped on the entire year, was the offensive line. Because Cook did run the ball very well, and he played very well. He had almost 200 yards, maybe even had over 200 all-purpose yards and four touchdowns. But the offensive line was giving him holes that we have not seen. An offensive line giving Mm -hmm. Vikings running back holes in a long time. And that's what you look at. Like We can go back to the trade deadline. Or to the trade deadline, we probably should have moved some pieces if we're really committed to the this tanking, and one could have been Reef to unload some cap because we saw that Cleveland played pretty well and the offensive line can play pretty well. They have some potential. So that's another thing. If they want to get younger on that offensive line, we could have moved him. Yeah, the only reason, the only thing I want to mention on the trade deadline, and then, Dad, I'll let you go, and I'll, I'll actually be quick, I promise, is I, um, I, I think for whatever reason, I don't. I, I'm not going to claim I know why, but it was pretty clear with the the very, the few trades that went down, the fact that there were so few, and the fact of what the returns were, the trade market was just incredibly depressed from a value standpoint this year. For whatever reason that is, I don't know. Maybe people are worried about shuffling guys in and out with COVID. I, who knows? But it, it was real. Guys were getting traded for way below their market value. The thing with Harris is if he walks and we don't sign a um, relatively paid substitute for him. We're going to get a comp pick in the third or fourth round more than likely for him, which is probably what we would have gotten in a trade anyways. It'll just come a year later, and that's okay. Reef, it's, you know, nobody really probably wanted him for more than a late day three pick, and it's like, well, why are we going to give him up for that? You know, we don't need the cap relief in the short term. He's probably out, out the door at the end of the season anyways. Let's hold on to him and keep our, our star running back and our $30 million quarterback as much as he might stink this year healthy. So I just don't think the trades were, were there this year for anybody, not just the Vikings. I'm sure well, yeah, there were other people trying to make trades. A team that should have made a trade is, again, Packers fans should be mad. They have literally one wide receiver right now. Two of them are hurt. The next two are hurt. And that team didn't, their organization didn't draft any weapons for Rodgers. They didn't, now they didn't make any trades for weapons with Rodgers. And they saw against the Vikings they could use another weapon. Uh, so I don't I don't know why they didn't try to sign Antonio Brown or trade for a wide receiver like Will Fuller. Uh, that's a team that should have made a move. And fans who can't be happy after their performance and making no moves. They, they they sort of did go after Fuller, but goes right back to what I was saying. They weren't willing to give up more than a fourth round pick for whatever reason. Fourth round pick? Are you kidding me? That's just stupid on their part. No, that that's all they would give. And the Titans wanted, or excuse me, the where is he playing out of Houston? Texans. Right? Texans. Yeah, Houston. They wanted to, they wanted a second round pick in exchange. He's and probably the Packers were like, no, too, we're not giving you up. We're not giving you more than a fourth no, round pick. No, because we have to. Yeah, we need our second round picks to to draft kid people that'll never play for us for six, seven, maybe ever. Well, that, uh, I, goes, but that's my point. Is for whatever reason, teams weren't willing to cough up, you know, cough up the dough, if you will, for for trades yeah. this this trade deadline. I, I don't know why. I don't care that they didn't trade hypothesize, them. but it just I think was using that as, Sam as a, a a good example to prove what I was saying, but. The trade that should have happened is Harrison Smith before the season started for multiple draft picks, save his money, and they should have drafted Antoine Winfield because he is so much better than Smith. It's not even funny. But anyways, um, 
Yeah, I mean, hindsight there, but I wish we had him too. Oh, I would have said it before. He, he's been all pro, pro bowl multiple years. I don't. So I, it's I think he can't cover anyone. So it's just, I think he's really bad. I think it. you're a misunderstanding his role in the defense, and and b underestimating his coverage skills. Okay. He, he's well, also I mean, late in his career. Like I, I mean, I don't. It's, well, that's so that would be a good time to trade him. How about I understand, Matt? but it, again, hindsight bias. I'm just going to be excited if there is ever a point this season where defensive backs actually um, block a pass and knock it away without committing interference. But um, so anyways, yeah, so they won. It's the Packers. We're happy. Who knows this week? Detroit should kill us, but who knows? Maybe not. No, Stafford. Maybe. Uh, no, he's that's incorrect, sir. He needs five straight days of negative tests. So which would put him in which would put him in the new dome stadium and on the field. Torching the Vikings for touchdown after touchdown. No Galladay, though. Yeah, that's going to help. What's his deal? Uh, he's hurt. I don't know what I'm to call him. Oh, by the way, this whole Bill Belichick, Tom Brady thing, since we're talking about it. Anyways, um, since we're going to talk about it, do you know that the last time they didn't make the playoffs was the year that Brady tore his knee up and didn't play. Is it not obvious by now that Bill Belichick is nothing without Brady? It is. Remember, he had a career. He was a head coach in Cleveland and I think somewhere else for a brief time and was absolutely god-awful. Somehow he got the, he got the uh, New England job and got Tom Brady. He has never made the playoffs without Tom Brady in his career. I, I, and I'm not saying he's a bad coach. I'm not saying he's a good coach. He's complaining about the salary cap. They they had it easy when they had Brady. Because mm. Brady always took less money. Yeah, because his wife made more than, like, double what he made. So And they shouldn't be complaining about the salary cap when they're paying their starting quarterback, like, a million dollars. So Right. And he's well, in, I would be mad, too, because he's probably only worth 100000 But anyways, I'm, I think it's very clear. And Tom Brady... I think it's very clear, and Tom Brady probably benefited from playing him, but I think it's more than clear that Brady made Belichick, not vice versa. Thoughts briefly, because we don't need to dwell on it, because we got fantasy football issues to talk about. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's. I I don't know if it's as much Brady made Belichick as much as I think he just made. Patriots, and I know it sounds weird to say, but I think like the That's whole fair. like Patri- the whole like Patriots way thing, like team morale, team chemistry, leadership, like that is real. And so I don't know if he made Belichick, but I think his impact on a team. I don't think that, well, my honest opinion, I don't think that Buccaneers team is as good as their record would show. No, I think, they're nothing. Well, I think the guys are in and out of the lineup. I think Brady's past his prime. They sh- they probably should have lost to to the Giants. Winfield made a phenomenal play. I'm not saying he didn't on that two-point conversion, but if Daniel Jones is a is a half-decent quarterback, he oh, throws I that agree. ball a half-second earlier out in front, and the game's over. Yeah. Um, they don't. The, the running backs are both average to below. I just don't think the team's that good. He's made no. He's, he's made them relevant because I, I, he's I in charge and he's leading that team. They just play up and probably above in many cases their ability. So I, I think it's more that element than he made Belichick. But I guess you could say that's sort of the same thing. What? Well, and if you look, I don't think you can say that right now because the pay, a lot of the Patriots roster left with Brady, not like with him to Tampa, but a lot of them left also. And it's not the same roster as they have when they won the Super Bowls and made it, and we're making the playoffs too. So I mean, you got to give a couple, maybe a year or two, and see if Belichick that. can turn it around and get get 
guy, more guys he wants. Because, again, he coached a pretty good game last week, and they should have won if their quarterback could not fumble the ball when they're driving. Thank you. The game. That, so, helps my, again, that actually helps my point, but thank you. And, and well, la- not and, really, because yeah. any quarterback who capable quarterback could have won that game. And my last comment along the same lines is um, you have to wonder if Belichick has sort of just mailed it in. Like, you have to wonder if he's just like, eh, I don't really care anymore. Like, he knows Brady's gone. He knows his team isn't as good. I wouldn't be surprised if he was like, all those guys are sitting out. He probably told them to sit out. He's like, I I wouldn't be shocked if he just didn't care how the season played out, which might have an impact, but. Um, I, I don't think either of us are totally disagreeing with you, but I think it's it's deeper than just a Brady. Well, it's not just check. you; it's it's nationwide. Um, fantasy football issues. My team is decimated with injuries, bye weeks, and more importantly, just really bad players. And <laughs> uh, fantasy football this year is if and everyone goes through it, and is everyone everyone is. God forbid you have a running back get hurt. It is a struggle to say the least i mean the waiver wires in everyone's leagues there let me put it this way and then I'll, I'll players right now or the last several weeks they're out there for a reason they might have their one good game but they probably had it the week before you picked them up thoughts on the waiver wire in football not pro football in yeah fantasy i mean so I, last week my roster decimated between three guys on ir two bye weeks and then my other roster spot I had was my backup quarterback. Um, so I went up and picked up Giovanni Bernard, looking up to get him, and I had to start pick up and start Brandon Ayuk. Both turned out to be very good for me for that one week. And so, like, turned out good managerial decision that week. But, again, um, Giovanni Bernard's on a bye this week, and he won't have anything long-term. And Ayuk, who I was going to actually start again because of buys and injuries again, but – He's out with COVID. So now I, I'm looking at I was looking at the <laughs> looking at the uh, waiver wire. There actually is no one, so I might have to start no. Antonio Brown, and he may play ten snaps. Oh, I think he's playing more than ten. I think that's BS. Well, it depends I, on Godwin, but yeah. Yeah, and I have Godwin. Drew, thoughts on this? I mean, your team sucks, so I suppose you don't even pick guys up. Uh, my neither of my teams suck actually. Um, oh. But done. that's because I know how to work the waiver wire. Oh, really? No, I, I don't know. I, I've said it a few times. I, I did get Claypool dealing with... on the waiver wire. What? I did get Claypool off the waiver wire a long time ago. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I think I've said it a few weeks, and I know you guys, you, you may disagree. But I just, I think the fact that you have to grab these deeper guys adds a little bit more fun. I, I really do. I, I think it is, like, I picked up. And started last week a bit on a hunch, uh, and I, it wasn't even really out of desperation. I had other guys; I just didn't like their matchups. Jalen Rager of the Eagles came off IR, their first round receiver. Deshaun Jackson's hurt. They were playing, was it Dallas? Right, some crappy yes. team with a crappy secondary. Yeah. I picked him up. I put him in the lineup, and he scored. And I just think like rooting for guys like that are a little bit deeper than the same four guys all the time. It's kind of fun, and I just well, yeah. I think it evens out the leagues a little bit more. And I guess if you're just talking practically speaking, a lot of those guys that were hurt early in the year are starting to come off injured reserve in the next few weeks. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, um, I think, uh, is it Mostert maybe or, or Jeff Wilson is is going to come off in the next couple of weeks out of San Francisco. Chubb, um, Chubb please, will come off. Please, 
please come off IR. Chubb will come off shortly. Yeah. Miles Sanders, the running back out of Philly. They have a bye week this week, but after that should should be starting to come off. So it, it's going to come around, too. So I think for a few weeks, it was – I think Mixon is out. He's not on IR, so he should be back at some point <clears throat> shortly as well. Well, good for um, you. I, I, but I don't – I mean, I'm not saying I have all those guys. I'm just saying, like, I, I think there's a, an extra entertainment value well, for those few weeks where you got to try and pick guys and craft a lineup based off matchup and hope one of your deeper picks works out. Like, it's more exciting, I, I, in my opinion, to use Sam's example, when I pick a guy up like Brandon mm-hmm. Ayuk and he scores mm-hmm. versus, you know, mm-hmm. if I have Julio Jones, he scores 20 points for the third week. Like, that's just mm-hmm. like – you expect that. When mm-hmm. your lower guys do more than you expect – Right. With low expectations. I think that's mm-hmm. but fascinating. I'm going to get to Sam in a second. But let me tell you a little fantasy excitement story. I got one Mr. Justin Jackson on one team. I got one Mr. Oh, Joshua yeah. Kelly on the other team. And, and okay, I got the, they play the two of them. Something's bound to happen. And straight out of heaven, the Pope drops in on the Chargers. And all of a sudden... 700 carries every pat. Where the hell did this guy come from and why? I mean, yeah. what, what am I missing? That's why it's not that exciting. Sam, yeah, you, go ahead. You hit on my point. What I was going to say is it's exciting to like pick up, like, report <laughs> the, the, the injuries, like Drew said, because like it's harder. But the, the thing that makes it not exciting, the reason there's no one on the waivers, is because every team is, most teams are using two backs. They're not using one back. So there's not like one starter. Three. And one backup that's on the waivers. These teams are using two starters, basically splitting carries. So the top two running backs are on two different teams in fantasy. So then you, when you go to pick up a guy, you're having to pick up a third string and not the backup, which you usually have to make. Classes might be poop, but I think it's Pope. Yeah, Pope. I mean, how does that happen though? These two guys are running the ball each and every week. What do they just? They go, hey, this six, this like five, eight guy. Should we just? Why don't we play him instead of the other two that we've been giving the ball to? It I should just, put I mean, a disclaimer out there. They see him in practice every week. It's not like they make these choices on a whim. And in their and in the oh, defense of the Chargers okay. coaching staff, it worked. He ran all over him when they gave him. Well, the ball. they've never given the other because they gave him one chance and they didn't. The other two never got a chance. Go ahead, Sam. Disclaimer. Yeah, like twelve. I was going to put a disclaimer here. out to listeners that. Dad may be a little more frustrated because I beat him oh. 100, 125 to 55 uh, last week. So you may be yeah, was, a little yeah, upset I, about the 70-point loss. I had to pick up five guys just to, just in order to uh, – it's my own fault because that team had no injuries. I said something, and now I literally had to pick up five guys just to feel the team last week. And as I mentioned, those guys are all out there for a reason. But the Pope, really? Uh, do we have any big – We got to. oh, my God, we have to talk go for football. I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. But before that, big. Uh, do you have any big uh, fantasy must or sits or anything this week? I have a question for you. So I've in one of my leagues, I have, I have Josh Allen and Tom Brady. Josh Allen's been playing really bad lately, but he still gets some yards off rushing and stuff. And Tom Brady's been playing really well lately. Do you think Tom Brady's a must sit and Josh Allen's a must start, or <laughs> Tom Brady's a must start Brady and play. Allen's a must sit now, or do we do we Who's still Brady roll with playing? Just in general, like going forward, do you think Brady people should start? No, I don't let think Brady go or keep him maybe a little more. Well, I have Brady and Justin Hubert, and everyone's like, "Oh, Brady on Monday night against the Giants," and I had a bad vibe, so I started Justin Justin Hubert, and it was the right call. I think it depends. I think with Brady, it's the matchups personally. I think it. I think it is with Allen too. 
Yeah, but cold weather and stuff, I wouldn't play Brady. The last three games are the are the first or four games actually when he actually played half decent defenses. His first four. Well, I guess he played. Right. He did well against the Rams in week three or four or whatever. But besides that, it, it was like the Gi- the Jets, like the Dolphins and some other crappy team. And then he had to play right. Tennessee, well, who's New England. Good. New England, who has had a good defense with all their struggles, and, and at the very least, slow down the game. Uh, Kansas City in prime time, which you knew was going to be a test. And I think he got shut shut down a little bit by the Jets uh, a couple weeks ago. But um, moral of my story, I think he's a guy who, high potential, but again, the matchup's got to be right, or he's going to just flounder. It, it, I mean, it's a, it's, it's, I'm not comparing him to Kirk Cousins, but like, because huh. he's not usable <laughs> at all this year. But like last year, Kirk Cousins was a viable starting quarterback with the right matchup. Same, I think it's the same concept in a very different way, but the same the same concept with Josh Allen this year. If uh, Matthew Stafford gets off of COVID in time, that's a very nice matchup for him against our Viking defense because that dude just throws it all over the place. So do we move over? To, I mean, the Gophers. Do I, I, I mean, words do not describe that defense. And actually the play calling, which was maybe worse than the defense, which I can't believe I'm saying. I don't even understand. I mean, how do you what do you, how do you even explain how pathetic they are? You don't. I mean, you do, you don't. I, I'll and let that Sam try, but I, that's exactly what I texted you guys on Friday night. It's inexplicable how bad the linebackers and safeties specifically are, and it puts so much pressure on. The corners, specifically, the defensive line is okay. They're okay. They get a lot of pressure. I think there's a couple guys, well, whatever, we'll talk about that later maybe, but put so much pressure on the cornerbacks who actually still do make a handful of nice plays, but they're always under so much pressure to make the tackles, make the plays in the air because their so, linebackers and safeties are so un-understandably, in, uh, inexplicably is the word, bad. I don't get it. Before... Before I send it to Sam, I just want to put a little some more stuff in context here. The team we played had only scored three points the week before. They were pathetic. The team we played was down 17 points with six minutes left. That means we were going to get the ball at least twice with a guy that's run over 200 yards already and two of maybe the best two receivers in the Big Ten. I bet they're in the top five for receivers. Well, they're pretty, yeah, it, it, one's I, number one. Yeah, I, so there's one, no doubt I, I'll tell you what, Bell is awful good. I said that, was it last year? Well, whatever. I don't yeah, want to Yeah, no, I know. I mean, that's not a surprise. But And to not even attempt to do – listen, uh, what's his, who's the running back? Mo, Abraham? Ibrahim, Ibrahim, but yeah. Yeah, if Lincoln would have just – Lincoln lost 15 yards in the last two drives because he lost yard. They, everyone in the place knew he was running, and he just lost yardage. I, it was just pathetic. And you have a quarterback that's maybe was a little overrated last year, maybe not, but decent enough to at least try a four-yard pass, a seven-yard pass. I mean, absolutely astounding. And then knowing you have a defense that in no way, shape, or form can stop anyone. In any so do you go for so let's go so then we get into overtime. Should you have gone for two? I mean we have the kicker was suspect anyways. He just just left his hospital gown in the locker room. He just got done with hernia surgery apparently, which is bizarre. But should we have just gone for two and tried to win it? I, yeah, I think. Oh, go ahead, Sam. I was gonna say that's the only part part I had was 
One, I did bet my house made $100 that he was going to miss the extra point. <laughs> and good thing I'm a nice guy and didn't make him pay me, but we shook out. What did he say? What did he say when you missed? He's, he asked me how I knew he was going to miss. And I was like, it, it was just came to me. Like, I knew, like, we just know. Like, we just know he's going to miss. Yeah, I mean, um, we tweeted it. It was six minutes left. We tweeted, there's no way they hang on to this so, lead. I mean, but, like, you can't, like, just, like, as a coach, you have to trust your kicker. But, again, why not go for two? Because you know that overtime is going to keep on going. A defense will not stop. Well, that's what I Especially meant. I didn't... If, I was, if I was Maryland, I, I would have gone for two. In I, either team, I was going for two because either defense was not stopping us. And if we have Seth Green, we should go for two points every single yeah. time because he will get it 99% of the time. I that grant cannot be stopped. Go ahead. A, wild, a Wildcat with Seth Green and Ibrahim was over 200 yards would be unstoppable from two yards. Oh, I know. I didn't think we should go for two because I thought we'd miss it because even that kick, you didn't think they – well, I suppose you've seen enough. But the way the defense can't stop – I mean, in overtime, they just got the ball and scored. It wasn't even – it wasn't even – a challenge and then of course I, I i'm just i'm i'm just cannot believe how pathetic that defense is and i don't think honestly i'm not even being mean who could they possibly win beat you have to just i, mean, I have a couple other comments, i don't know to address that question the we're probably not going to win unless that defense gets better that it they're going to have to get better is there like they, an early recruiting period where we just get guys now well not that they the can season. play the good news is i believe that we well, I believe we play Illinois this week, right? Let me say that first. Is that is that so, true? Yeah, but they're yeah, better good. than Maryland. I well, I know, but I'm pretty sure is that they have they have more than we do a whole host of COVID cases, including I think their starting quarterback. So we might have a chance, um, slim, but we might have a chance because they have 20 guys on the COVID list, including the starting quarterback. So, but the defense has to get better. And the good news is on that front, and then I have, I have two other quick things is I think a lot of the emphasis, if you look at the 2021 recruiting class, has been on the defensive side of the ball. So this was always going to be, I think, a, a, a slight letdown year after last year. Um, slight. It's going to stink that Bateman's leaving at the year no matter what. Odds are that Morgan's not going to have the season he wants to probably declare early. He'll probably be back for one more year next year, which he should only get better. I mean, I'm not going to talk about all the way into next year. Yet, I'm, but. I'm worried because I think it's very possible that the recruiting class might have fallen out of the boat. I don't think so. I don't okay. think you come. I don't think you come. I don't think PJ Flex recruit. I don't think how he got that many recruits just because we had a good season last year. I don't think that's his mo. I think it helped. Yeah. But I don't think struggling in a year of COVID where you're missing guys, guys are hurt, this and that is going to impact that much. At least all I know for sure is our top recruit already came out and said, "This was that. I'm not. I'm not going to Minnesota just because they had a good season. I'm going because that's where I want to be." So he already said something about. Well, that. the but, good news is. That uh, we are in midseason form with misusing timeouts, so at least we're <laughs> right on our game with that. Not that it would have mattered. Well, it might have mattered. Actually. The only other two things I don't want to say, and one one's on the play calling, and then one's on the on the extra Ugh. point is, um, what I don't understand about the play calling is, and I really think it's a play call thing, and I'm gonna explain why is Morgan never, and I don't want to say refuses. Oh, I already know where you're going with this. I agree. He never holds on to those reads, which means they're not actually reads. And I'm going to tell you why I think it's not actually a read and he's being told to hand it off every time. He's a willing runner. He scrambles all the time. He runs out of the pocket. He gains yards. He's relatively fast for a quarterback. He's a big body. There's no reason he shouldn't run the ball and read those differently. But I think 
their designed runs just made to look like read options or, or, or run past options. I think that's just the reality of it. And, and at some point, if I'm, if I'm the offensive coordinator, if I'm Sanford or Stanford, I think it's Sanford, I'm like, hey, maybe we should start holding on to some of these, Tanner, because they know this guy, to your point. Well, I don't think he can. I don't think that's the play call. He's and if you do it yourself, do it well, but if, he, if, if the running back expecting to get it, he's going to grab at it. That's going to cause a fumble. But oh, well. My point is, I think it's I think it's on purpose. I think it's the play call, and I think that's a little ridiculous. At some point, you gotta let him run the ball. He's athletic enough. And the only thing I would say about the extra point or two point conversion overtime is, I probably kick the extra point once, give my defense one other shot. You, you think maybe the the kid who's starting his second game is gonna screw up and do something stupid. Maybe you trust your your upperclassmen corners to make a play. Uh, and then if it, if you don't stop him a second time, then you go for two. Because it's clear, you know, then at that point, you're definitely not going to stop him. And to Sam's point, Seth Green and the Wildcat gains two yards every time they run it. So, um, And my other play calling complaint that I just remembered, and then I'm done with the Gophers for now. Um, I Get Tanner Morgan off the field. When they bring Seth Green in, just I don't need just him, so I don't need dumb. him standing. I don't need him standing there. As Why does someone even cover him? That's even I don't, I don't need him out there. He doesn't need to be out there. I get you have limited and the other time, team so running him, him on and off might get confusing and tough. But like Seth Green used to play quarterback. I would know. Um, he throws the ball to the other team a lot. Whether or not they catch it's maybe a different story. But um, he used to be quarterback. Put receivers out there with him and at least threaten the pass because he could do it if you needed him to. Get Tanner Morgan off the field, or or have him run a route. Like I mean, I, I just it, it it just eliminates the threat of a pass when you have a you're using Seth Green specifically because he is a very large quarterback that knows how to manage himself in a pocket, um, and that frustrates me too. I get you can't do it all the time because you got to run guys on and off, and that can get hard and time consuming with the limited play clock. But once in a while, get Tanner Morgan off the field, give Seth Green the threat of throwing a pass. Not uh, pretty much covers it for me. I, I just well, I do am have, baffled of how we were twenty point favorite going into the game. Oh, I know. <laughs> I do have good news. A couple of things of good news. You ready? And no, I did not save money on insurance. If that's what you're wondering, but uh, Johnny Weir is still alive on Dancing with the Stars. Who's left? Who's Johnny Weir? I said who's left. Left. Oh. Johnny Weir, um, AJ uh, McLean, I think his name is from McCarran? Backstreets. Oh, no. Yeah, Backstreets well, back. the quarterback. Yeah, Nelly in the house. Nice. Nelly. Um, and then like a bunch of people, I have no clue who they are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's still a lot of people left. I thought they were getting near the end. Uh, I think there's like six or seven. Someone, some is the lady... Tiger King on there? No, she's gone. And then some lady got rushed to the hospital and almost died and had an emergency surgery. So she's why? What happened? I, some mom showed me this. Some swelling or something. And then they rushed her to the hospital and she was like minutes away from dying. I guess she had to have some surgery on her brain or whatever. So um, they she's not going to bounce back. They're going to have to eliminate her. Um, and I wasn't familiar with her either. So <clears throat> yeah, it's coming down. And then, um, if those, for those of you that watch Monday Night Raw, you saw your boy in the Thunderdome. Yep. I was there. I was in the Thunderdome cheering. <sighs> questions? None. Okay. Sam, questions? 
I already talked to you about it and asked my questions, but uh, okay. How, how was your experience? I was nervous. I'll be honest. I was very nervous entering the Thunderdome with my fellow WWE Universe people. Um, <clears throat> did a lot of cheering and yelling. Uh, booed Nia Jax a few times. I didn't like what she was up to. Poor Lana got put through a table for the seventh straight week. It has to be because of Rusev, <laughs> right? It has to be, right? I don't. Th- I think they're gonna. I think they're trying to make get, make her like a huge, good baby face, as they say in the business. And they're just they're they want to they're, they're gonna, it's gonna get so ridiculous that finally the fans are gonna just start cheering for her. Did they yeah, release so, Rusev? Yeah, yeah. And then he badmouthed them, and now Lana's been in a table seven straight weeks, <laughs> which is. Pretty bizarre. I think Nia Jax has done it almost maybe every time. And then, uh, so anyways, yeah, I was there, but okay, no questions. What do you guys want to talk about to wrap this show up? I, I got, I got something for you. Yeah. Um, when we're on the topic of COVID cases and how they're impacting sports, um, did you happen to watch any of the Clemson game without Trevor Lawrence? How they oh. almost lost to Boston College? I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, I did. Well, and then there was I saw in Sports Center today, and Trevor did nothing wrong. No, that's not true. He got COVID somewhere. He didn't just stand there and it happened to him. He got it somewhere. Well, he he could have gotten it from a teammate who did something. He could wrong, have, but, but none of his know. teammates have it. So, no, <laughs> none of his teammates had it at the current time that he hey, had it. So he did something to, wrong. The Vikings should draft him because he. They won't have to wait for him to get COVID. Like, he already got it, so he can't get it again next year. Well, he doesn't want to go to the gym. Well, I pray to God by the time the football season comes around next year that we're not still dealing with this. Well, I think COVID will be gone for him in a couple of days. Yeah. yeah they... I meant globally, not Trevor Lawrence. Oh, well, I mean, it's Biden's going to get rid of it. He said he would. He said he'd get more masks and more testing, and I'm sure that's all it takes to get rid of it. Joe, I think we need a little better plan than that. Because we do have masks and testing. That's just a little advice for the new uh, the president elect, as they say. Is that what they call it, president elect? It is, but it's it's not official yet. It's so. official. It's done deal. Nevada will be called tomorrow. Two seventy on the dot. Joe Biden, your next president of the United States. Good or bad? That's facts. Um, and that's about the extent of our election day coverage. Stay tuned for more on PBS. That was no, anyway. about. Ten times more exciting than the real election coverage last night. So, <laughs> the dude with the map is electric, though. Which channel? They all have maps. CNN. The other guys. I can't. Me. I can't watch CNN. They're like. They're like. They're like two guys. They. The, CNN. I don't know what it is. Their coverage. It, it's. It almost seems like their cable access in the basement. It, they, I, they seem so unprofessional. Those, those two guys, and it's just like the it like Fox cool. actually. Who are you talking about? CNN dudes. Which guys? The dude with the map and Wolf Blitzer. I I don't think to I. To be honest, I only think they had to do it. I only thought they had to do with the map because every time we turn it on, it was just the dude with the map going through every other. <laughs> he was, I know possible. he was. I know. It's I watched, a it's amazing. The dude doesn't stop. It's incredible. Had, no, the Fox had actually a lot of really good people on. That's why I watched that one and I wanted to hear what they said. On the off chance, of course, that Trump. Uh, they were actually pretty, as they say, they're fair and balanced. I got to give them credit. They were pretty. Well, they're turning that way because he's pissed well, at them right now. And then he called. They called uh, Arizona a win for Arizona for Biden, and Trump went ballistic. It was pretty funny. They're like, hey, he can't win there. 
And they're, and they're like, do you stand by that? And he's like, the, the Fox people are like, yeah, it's impossible. Uh, yeah, that's, that. why, that's why we said it. But yeah, no, they're I can't believe you don't like the CNN. I think I, no, I'm not they, a well, Blitzer guy. The, the, the map Bill guy Bull. on CNN, though, is so infinitely better than the map guys on the other channels. Not, no, he's not, so much not, better. Not, he's so much cleaner. He he navigates it so much better. He never stops he talking. What do you think he, he went to school for? I'm sure. What was his major Politics. map reading? Map oh. His name is John yeah. King. We, we looked it up. Yeah, John King. He, John, no, he's got the personality of uh, this table. That's why I like no, him. He's, just, just, he's there to do nothing but just point at the map and tell Bill me what Hemmer, it, And I appreciate that. Bill Hemmer was pretty good on Fox. They were actually, their coverage was good because it was, you know, it wasn't just... Because the thing I, the, what I didn't like about CNN, this is my pet, this is sort of my pet peeve. I understand they were for Biden, and that's totally fine. But he's like, we need this. We no, you don't say we when you're on a national. The map it's not we. He map said it. I, guess no, what? No, he didn't. I watched here, it all night. Here's the fatal flaw. There's, I have someone in the other room who, in the history of the 35, 6, 7 years that we've known each other, has never agreed with me. She was there. We heard it together several times. Other people on the channel may have. I'm telling you, the map guy. John King. John King. Nope. Map guy. Map nope. guy. Map guy. I, I disagree. I watched it literally said, until 2.30 in the morning. Well, then you, I think it was 2.36 when he said it then. Oh, no, he said yeah. it several times. I'll but tell you it, what, though. At 3 a.m., at 3 a.m., they brought in Cuomo and um okay that guy uh, oh what's the other guy and don lemon and a di- and and the b the b guy on the map and i was like all right it's time for me to go there's no one what cuomo needs to go away he's te- he makes don lemon likable and i don't think don it was lemon the two of them together and then Ugh. a new map and then a new map guy and i was oh like right, it's time for me to go to- that's when i called that's when i was like i don't need to watch anymore this Those two are bad. We watch CNN because we're a friend of the pro. We have, we're a friend of the program. I've seen that dude uh, on several times. Yeah, White White House correspondent or DC correspondent, not technically. Yeah, because so we're a friend of the were, program. We support. When they had the unrest, he was walking with his backpack all the time in DC. So yeah. what was your point when of they bringing had the this riots all up, and, Dad? What, Sam? Sam? What was your point? Like, how do we get to this? I don't know. Why are we even talking about it? You, you were gonna say as something. soon as COVID brought up, you you went you went politics on us. Oh, because Biden was gonna get rid of is gonna get rid of COVID. He's that's what he said. Oh, the Trevor Lawrence. You're gonna say something about that, the Boston College game. Oh, I yeah, whatever. I don't know. I I, I, I can't get you into. You literally college, said but... you're glad I brought it up, and now you don't know why. Yeah, what you, you had a point. Saying? Yeah. Oh no, I did bring it up. I said the the CN, the ESPN guy said that poor Trevor, he did nothing wrong. I'm like, oh, no, that's your he thing. clearly, clearly. It's because... also so obvious Clemson was gonna come back and win. Like I, like, right. it was so predictable. I mean. Oh, also, was. that Clemson's backup quarterback isn't that isn't bad either. He was he the number one recruit. Well. He's like Cam Newton. I mean, back when Cam Newton was good, Cam Newton 2.0. He's like 6'5", 240, uh, the, and a, a five-star quarterback. I don't know who did the game, but they did a comparison. Uh, what what's the quarterback's name for Clemson? The sub. Oh, the the backup. Yeah. Oh, I have, I I don't know how to pronounce it. He's a cross. U- 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 Laga, La- it's yeah, like Hawaiian. Huga, it's like Ulagaya. Huga Luga Wiga. He's a yeah, cross exactly. between Cam Newton, Russell Wilson, Jamarcus. Wil- they named every black quarterback. Really? Could you make it more obvious? I mean, it was unreal. He's a cross between. He's Jamarcus Wilson, Jamarcus Russell. Remember Russell. that big? Yeah, Jamarcus Russell, Russell Wilson. Uh, he's got a little bit of two. I'm like. Okay, you've named all the black quarterbacks. He's a cross between them. You didn't throw in Uyagalele. Yeah, that guy. 
Yeah, that was bizarre. I think that's how you say it. Yeah, they anyway. just named every running, every dual threat quarterback. They we did that to- with. Uh, there's a funny graphic that makes its rounds on Twitter every once in a while. Um, back when David Montgomery, your favorite running back, dad, um, was back in college at I think Iowa State, maybe. Yep, Iowa State. Um, not maybe. It was. They called him the uh, the running back Frankenstein, mm. and it's like feet. It's like something of Saquon, something of Le'Veon, <laughs> something of Ezekiel Elliott. And I think it's like athleticism of, like, of, so, of like Sony Michelle. And it was right when <laughs> yeah. Sony Michelle went into the NFL, so no one knew oh, he yeah. sucked yet. And, person ever and it was like they named like who were hypothetically the four, like three of the best four running backs in the NFL. This is back when Le'Veon was on Pittsburgh, too. So three of the best four running backs in the NFL at the time. And the highest drafted or second highest drafted running back in, in the class that had just gotten drafted. And they compared him to that. And every once in a while, and he just sucks because he sucks now. I don't even remember what I was saying. Can you, by the way, can you hear any, anything? No. It's like a full-on like party that just started out of nowhere in, in our, outside my apartment building. Is it a rage? A I can't rage tell what it is. Kegger? Maybe they're maybe they're cheering for. They're, you know what? I don't understand talking politics. If there was ever a state that you would think would be Republican, it's New California? York. California. Oh. No, maybe. Well, California's a little. Funny. No, because it's just. Well, no, I know they're say what you're gonna say, but I'm gonna tell you why it's not. But. No, I'm just saying. I, if there was ever one you would think, I know it's not. I just you would think it would be, and it's not. I clearly know it, it's not. Ever has been. And and it's literally, I know every state is like the the major metropolitan areas are the Democratic areas, but the thing is that major metropolitan area in New York is so big, the rest of the state just doesn't matter. New York City. Outdone. And I think, you know, even like where Syracuse is and maybe Albany to an extent, but New York City, not just Manhattan, New York City is so big with so many people. It just doesn't it doesn't matter. It's just that many. Democrats. Well, what do you mean it doesn't matter? Like the other. It, 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 that's why it always goes Democratic is because it's just so many votes. The rest well, of the state just year. can never turn out enough to out undo, you know, over or outdo, I should say, New York City. If you looked at your guys' map last night, like like just take we'll take minute the state of Minnesota. Trump absolutely won like the entire state of Minnesota was red except for like three spots and in those three spots he got like Biden well, that's got it's like, always Biden how it got is. Biden got like a, well, it's not you'd think he'd be more spread out. You no, just look, look at the at map any, it's entirely at red every, except for like, the Twin Cities who millions the and millions. Go look at any Midwest state. No, I get it. That, and, or like Arizona right now or whatever. Well, Wisconsin was closer. But, I mean, Biden got millions more in the Twin Cities. I will. I am proud of Kenosha, Wisconsin, for one thing. <laughs> they, uh, they, they, didn't, they went against Biden because he was not for um, the police in that area. Not the police, because that what they did was wrong. But they, he was he was he didn't really come out and condemn like all the violence. That's what I meant. Not the police. And they and they showed that they they showed with their 17 votes that they probably had. But he still won. But yeah, I'm amazed still that seven that votes thing was funny. I know it was kind of funny, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, 17 votes. I I'm still I'm just always amazed that New York isn't more Republican because of I, all the money. I mean, but it, I get it. I know. It's just all of New York. And then I, I like it's it's the it's the city areas and the, the city areas outweigh and even even like Westchester, all of Long Island, except it, like real Long Island is, is Republican. But Westchester is mostly Democratic because there's areas that are ba- barely outside the Bronx that are pretty heavily populated that are technically in Westchester that are 
that would skew demo- that would skew demographically more more democratic. It's just next time he pulls up the map, call him, see if he'll put New York on there. You'll see it's red everywhere except for well, the big know, cities. And New York City is so big. That's it. That's all she wrote for. Hey for New Sam, your governor. Didn't he, yeah, does, it, didn't he come out and uh, come out against public schools and and or come down on the public schools or something? But he sends his kid. To, what was the deal with him? To be honest, I have no idea. I know he's a he's an alum, and we're a private school, so maybe uh. Maybe no, he, he sends he came. It, it's something like he's shutting down the public schools. Uh, in California, because I'm talking to younger kids, so high school and below, because it's so dangerous. But of course, he sends his kid to a private school. Where his kid actually goes to class. Very interesting. That's your I buddy. I don't know, nor do I really care. Okay. What do you guys want to talk about to wrap this uh, this thing up? Balloons you, are losing. You, balloons. I, I can't. I'm so confused. Here's what we're going to do. Um, we're going to decide our playoff uh, structure. Um, Here, I'm going to close my – and you are in. Oh, the loons, you're in the playoffs because – oh, wait. Now, how do we figure out how to – justify putting you in we will do the points scored when your sisters brothers mothers sisters daddies sisters brothers are out of town i mean have you ever they just randomly picked the reason to put teams in the playoffs i love it and we're in thoughts um they're struggling i mean i'm pretty talking about talk about injuries and covid they they got issues and and the top of those issues is the coach it it actually is frustrating to watch them at this point I don't. I don't even know when they're on. And by the way, right now, they're, literally they're, right now, their Twitter feed is horrific. Like, they just tweeted, "OMG, what are you talking about?" Like, Sounds if like we're on, texting you. No, I'm. I'm very specific. If 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 we're if we're on Twitter, we don't know what the heck you're talking they, about. They have a different. Which this isn't. This you're doesn't talking make sense. to a guy in Drew who also does decide does tweet a lot and not say what he's tweeting about. Great point. I was trying to just. What do you mean? All you have to do is read the tweet, and you can tell what it's about more than. Or I'd actually probably say too many words in my tweets. Most people would say to make sure what I'm talking about is clear. You if you just know better. who the person, I, I guess a if you don't your, know, like a lot the of your Hoya basketball talk. talk is confusing. Oh well, my yeah, god! That's exactly Miss, what I was about to say. If you don't you know have who to be the furious. Me. Eddie ha- Eddie McCleary or whatever his name is, the dude that just transferred gets to play Texas Tech immediately. Eddie McCleary. I don't know what's that name. Matt McClung. They're, yeah, they're always going to give him away. They were always going to. They're giving everybody. With COVID and everything, they everybody got their waiver. I, I was expecting to. I, I don't. He was fun. He was a lot of fun. He was a average basketball player at best. Um, he was made to look like much better than he was because we didn't really have anybody else, especially when everybody else left. But he was god awful defensively. He was like a sub thirty percent three point shooter. He was cool. He was fun to watch. But he he was bad, so I, he was not very good, I should say. So I, I'm not. I was a little, I was sad he left, but I'm not from a basketball. Was I trying standpoint. to remember the rapper whose son plays on the uh, mini you, Hot Cat? Was it, yeah, you Master P, P in the house. Yeah, you said P. P. you said P Diddy to me. P Diddy or Diddy P Diddy P? No, it's Master P. His son. Master P. P Diddy's a different guy. Yeah, Miller per, Miller. The kid's name's Miller. Percy Miller. Prince. No, Prince. Yeah, or no, Prince that's Miller. a different guy. No, I think there's a Prince a on the team. No, there's a Prince on the team, but it's a different guy. I think. I that think was it's that Prince was the, this was the conversation you and I had. There's yeah, but a guy, I think you're right. I think it's Prince no, Miller. There's a guy whose name is Prince, a league bay, who's on the team. Then oh, yeah. a different guy, 
on that same it's, team it's, with it's a different name. His son is really good, who transferred from the Beverly Hills team that LeBron's kid was on. They're both really Sorry. good. They're both top recruits. That was why well, I was so confusing. Good news is the Gophers this exact discussion. Gophers, um, they claim they're going to be good. They got. The, I mean, we got. I mean, we got a dude from Drake. We got a car back. A car back, not the car back. No, just kidding. We got. What else we got? We got Mashburn. How cute is it that little Patino is coaching little Mashburn? That's so cute. Thoughts. Speaking of, I, 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 yes. Drew. Sam's talking. I was just gonna say. Speaking of Twitter, Sports Center just tweeted two Pittsburgh Steelers players bought dinner for ball- workers at the ball accounting site. Is that really like breaking news? <laughs> but but the but the Demo- the Republicans weren't allowed in to watch them count the ballots, so maybe they should be focusing on that. Oh, and they even updated it. It was not a couple. The source was a couple of players, but did not specify it was only two. Talk about a bad Twitter. Sports centers is terrible. And in a follow-up story, two Pittsburgh Steelers players have come down with COVID. So they're out of their bubble, uh, or their alleged bubble. Um, yeah, like, oh, is there any chance the Gophers are even entertaining? And you guys, I don't, you, you don't want to comment on Little Patino coaching Little Mashburn? No. Because, I, I mean, that was before... Elder Patino and Elder Mashburn were both before. I mean, I know who they are, obviously. They're both very good. Is, but they, yeah, I know, I know. But both like were before. I don't know if I ever saw Jamal Mashburn play meaningful basketball that I remember. I mean, he was out of the league by the time I was like 10. Yeah, he had a good career. <laughs> I was probably seven when he was good on the Heat, on the, the Hornets or whatever. When was he good? He was on the Hornets, right? When's the when is the NBA draft next week? We have to preview it. Two weeks, I think. Okay, next we're gonna eight ten. College basketball in three weeks. Oh god, I'm, I'm not. I just I can't get into the college sports scene. But maybe the Gophers will surprise us. Who knows? I want you to hit our music because next week we will absolutely preview the NBA draft. We have the number one pick, and there's a player that doesn't want to play it for us. We'll just leave it at that. That's a teaser in the biz. Should we trade it? Have we traded it? Was it a good trade? Why didn't we trade? We'll have we'll discuss all that. The Vikings, God only knows what we'll be talking about. Gophers, hmm, so hard to say. Anything else, guys? Nope. Nope. All right, well, then I guess there's only thing left to say. Is this has been a, another edition of Apples to Apples right here on um, oh, however you're listening to the show. Bye-bye.